Alright, welcome to Egg and Rumi Production again. Uh, today we're going to talk about more or less the Civil War Part 2. Since everything's going to hell in a handbasket. Uh, hand in a handbasket. Yeah, I really don't know what to say as far as all that's concerned. I mean, I've uh, had to deal with uh, differing political views on all of this garbage. You know. Well... I even looked at a uh, a survey type deal, and they're saying that I was like, if you have twelve bad cops, but like three hundred good cops, and and if those three hundred good cops don't report the six uh, the sixteen <laughs> bad cops, the, the all cops are bad. And I was actually thinking to myself, I was like, no. The people that actually get the most reports in internal affairs are cops ratting out other cops. They do actually do do that. It's just because of all the red tape and everything, they have a lot of problems getting rid of those bad cops. That's the, one of the main reasons why a lot of people are getting upset now is just the bad cops. And we, plus, well, plus well, you have to think about, you know, okay, say if we make it a smaller number. Say you've got five, five cops. One of them is a bad cop. And out of the four remaining cops, only one of them gets the idea that that fifth cop is a bad cop. And he's making reports, but since there's no corroborating evidence on his reports, or since, say, your city officials are trying not to get rid of a police officer because it's expensive to train one, they're overlooking the reports that are being filed... Does that make those four officers, the three that don't know what's going on, and the one that is filing the reports but not getting anywhere, does that make them bad cops? No, that doesn't make them bad cops. It just makes the political standing of all... I mean, their biggest... uh, Their biggest uh, thing they want to do is defund the police department because, oh, we don't... We really don't want to have uh, uh, excuse me. We don't ha- they they don't want to ha- have to worry about cops or any- anything anymore. They're saying that it's just being basically a military because they have guns. And I'm uh, it's not even I've I've gotten pulled over by cops. I've gotten. I wouldn't even call it harassing. They were just making... They were driving by. I was on a... I was just walking around in the neighborhood, and they stopped me, asked me what I was doing. I was like... And I told them the truth, and they drove off, and they're married business. After about 30 minutes, because we had a whole conversation, because it was that night, and the cops didn't really have anything else better to do, but they were just making sure everything was all good, which they were investigating and making sure that the... I wasn't causing any trouble. No, no. I'm sure that as you say that, there's going to be a lot of people out there that say, yes, but uh, you don't fit the criteria that these cops are discriminating against. No. And that if if you were, say, of a different skin color, or maybe the shape of your nose was a little different, or you had pointy ears, they would have, you know, treated you differently. But you also have well. What's happening right now is like uh, the most recent one was uh, in uh, uh, Georgia and Atlanta, where a guy was liberated. He was falling asleep in his vehicle at a Wendy's drive-through, and the cops ended up killing him. Not because he was black; it was because he was drunk. He grabbed a taser. He shot the taser, but in all reality, uh, if you're in a situation where you have lots of adrenaline and everything, you do not know what is going to happen because you are in a heightened state right then and there. Yeah, and uh, one of the people I actually talked with was telling me about all of that mess. Apparently, he lives just a few miles from where it happened. After that happened, rather than finding out what happened and why the guy was shot... You literally had people from the, the the BLM community burn down the Wendy's that called the guy in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and a lot of people are going at, off the fact. It's like, well, it's a. It, they're just unrest because 200 years ago they had slavery, which. I hate to tell you this right now, but Irishmen were technically the first slaves yeah. in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> China, Chinese, Chinese were next. No, it wasn't Chinese. Chinese came more well. Or less. They came more or less afterwards when we started building the railroads. They were right after the black community. Well, that's what I'm and saying though. Is is we, we we've had uh, it, across the world we have we've had Chinese. We still, no, no, no. It's it's not even that. We still have a slave problem, and we have a uh, in this world. Hands down, we do have a slave problem, but it's not in the United States anymore. It's a small amount in the United States. Yes, is there slavery in the United States still? Most definitely, but it's not through the actual uh, states or people doing it. They're actually more or less getting uh, theft of people. And they're being shipped to other countries, like uh, some Middle Eastern countries, some other countries uh, down in Mexico. Well, there. Well, when I was on the road and as, as a truck driver, I would occasionally run into signs postings um, indicating that uh, the sex slave trade was still active here in the United States. Oh yeah. <coughs> Apparently, that, that's actually that's actually is still active and uh, this is but this is going off of a report about five six years ago of uh, and this is uh, what they would do is, is they would offer a, a a living condition and everything like that the, the how they get these slaves is they get living condition they they say oh you're gonna get a job and everything we already got it all set up and you're going after they get here basically how they make it to where it doesn't seem like slavery is they they overcharge on their rent their food getting them over here they have to pay all this stuff back uh, once they pay all this stuff back then they can go out and live their life and everything until that actually happens they're living on conditions that are so poor it's ridiculous and we're not even talking and that that's just for the adults the children on the other hand are it, it's just horrible what they're doing with the children because they're basically making them sex uh like 12 year old sex slave and this is happening over in uh Thailand <laughs> Allergies hitting bad because we just had a big thunderstorm. But anyways, a lot of this stuff is happening right under a lot of people's nose. There's a lot of people that just don't care because they just want to live their own lives. I'm not discriminating on, on that. But there are people that are out there that actually are trying to stop the that type of slave or any kind of slave trade. And there, there is a lot of uh, charity groups that do that on their own time, but a lot of people were like, "Oh, there, there's some some people that are saying that slavery uh, is in existence in this time, and it's just, it just hasn't." I was like, "And truthfully, being truthful about the whole situation, we still have slaves here in the United States. They don't. You might not believe that it it actually does happen in the United States, but it does happen in the United States." Now, on the racial uh, bigotry that's happening right now, or the racism, we'll just call it racism, in all reality with the George Floyd, there's two sides on this. A lot of people's like, no, it's one side. It was, it was a, a, a white cop against a black cop. I hate to tell you this right now. There were four cops there. One was Asian, one was black, one was white, and another one was white. That's different races doing what happened. It was one bad cop and three other cops that didn't know what to do about the situation because I honestly believe that those other cops were uh, rookies. But 
I I still had to read in a little bit more into it. I really haven't because I've just gotten so pissed off at the whole situation because they wanted to they wanted to honor the victim. Both, in my opinion, both the people that were in that situation, George Floyd and the cop, were douchebags. One was a douchebag because he did a lot of drugs, which are illegal. The drugs that he was doing was meth and a bunch of other stuff. That was illegal. He was liberated. He wasn't being, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I guess it would be submissive. He wasn't being submissive. He was, he was being uh, uh, more aggressive. Now the other cop that actually pinned him down on the ground and put his knee on the man's throat. In all reality, that should never happen. They tell you in any kind of uh, schools that you end up going to that have uh, where you have to wrestle a person down to the ground they they literally tell you do not use this thing use it very very sparingly because you're pretty much uh, probably going to end up killing the person if you use it too long you're not supposed to put your knee on a person's neck is it very helpful? Yes. The problem with that is, is you'll end up killing the person. Now, from the angles I was seeing, they already had them handcuffed. A lot of cops, when they have them already handcuffed and everything, they put them up on the curb. They hold them there. They have one person hold the uh, hold the guy's sh- shoulder and make sure he always sits down until they can get a uh, a cop car to put him into it a little mm. bit closer. That's how it's supposed to happen. Not all times it, it does happen like that. And, and but, like I said, I can't say much as far as all of that's concerned because I haven't watched the videos. I, I've only gone by what you know. I've been hearing other people say, and from what I've been hearing other people say, I can one hundred percent say that the officer that put his knee on the guy's neck was in the wrong. They trained us not to do that. They trained us specifically in other methods to restrain an offender so that they would not be injured after we had them captured. Yeah. So I can clearly say that that officer was wrong. Now, is it right for large groups of people to go riding in the name of oh that man was of color? Oh, they're not even, that's not, that's they've gone far far weird on this stuff is they yeah. actually they actually stole a town. I'm not saying they it's a political protest. No. They are a terrorist organization that had captured a seven block area of a city. And I don't know why they are even I understand they're ne- trying to negotiate because hey, this is a, a special situation. No, these people took control by force over this town. And but, but it's it's literally terrorism. Back to what I was trying to say is the minute they made it about the color of that man's skin is the minute they lost all the ground they had to stand on. Yeah. Because this should have been about human rights and the police brutality. Brutality. This shouldn't this should never have been about because there are quite a number of cases of other... There was one 11, 11 months back. Well, okay, it would probably be about 12 months back. It was, it was about, a year, about a year ago. Same thing, uh, same situation. Uh, it was in Dallas, Texas. It's literally almost book by, uh, word by word, same situation. It was four cops... With a white guy who had his neck being pinned on the ground because he was uh, he was he had a lot of drugs on him, and the cops were literally making fun of. Him. They have video of this that the cops were making fun of him, and then until they actually, they even have 
a video of the actual person being escorted inside the uh, EMT uh, van, the medical van, and the guy was like, there's nothing I can do here. He's dead. They, they're always like, what? He's not dead. He's sleeping. They didn't know. And, and all, there was another situation where a kid had a, uh, a BB gun. And I thought, I thought they fixed this issue a long time ago to where all toy weapons, no matter what it is, has to have a, like, a little yellow cap. Or it, orange it, cap on top of it's it. It's supposed to have an orange cap if it doesn't fire a projectile of any kind. So, technically, if it... If it's a BB gun... It doesn't have to have one. It counts as a gun. Okay. That explains that. But th- this kid had a... He was in a, on a park and he was messing with his BB gun. Which in most cities, especially in our, uh, our city... Uh, they have a law to where if anything's projectile, you can't shoot it in city limits, no matter what. But the cops shot this kid, and all the kid had was a BB gun. Is, is there justice for this guy? Yes, he's going through a process, and he was uh, the cop was reprimanded and fired. A lot of situations that people don't hear about, the cops actually get arrested, they're tried, they're found out if they uh, if the courts view the situation was good or bad. The cop is either arrested and put into jail, or he is just fired. He can't be a cop anymore. Or they find that all the situation and everything was good. The uh cop was doing his job up the utmost and he's back paid and uh, put put back into the uh, system and he's a cop again. And in all reality, the same thing happens to us when we were actually correctional officers to where if anything goes down in a harmful way, because there was one instance a guy in the cell uh, had fire in it, they didn't know and they spray the guy wasn't being compliant, and they sprayed a CS a gas inside the cell, caught the cell on fire, caught the guy on fire, and he died. Uh, and those officers were tried, but nobody hears about it because it didn't make the mainstream news. A lot of this stuff doesn't make mainstream news, and the stuff that does make mainstream news. It, they narrate it to where the victim is uh, the person that's getting arrested, which, depending on the situations, and a lot of people don't want to do any kind of research or anything. They don't want to go out and go, hey, why did this happen? Okay, let the, let the judges and the court system actually do their job. Instead of just, that's a lot of stuff that's <coughs> happening right now is they are literally lynching and trying to kill people and destroying things because they don't want the court system to do anything. They just want to get rid of those people. Well, and, and, and here's the thing. I can understand a lot of the, the prejudice toward the court system because the court system has failed enough times that there are a lot of people who don't feel that the court system is going to do them justice. I mean, I th- there's still a killer out right now that he's in Florida on Twitter. A guy named of O.J. Simpson. I don't know if anybody's heard of him, but, I mean, I everybody in their uh, mother and father and everybody... Believes he killed his wife and that person, uh, the boyfriend. So, so, but, but what I'm getting at is, is there's a lot of people who don't believe that the court system is going to do them justice. But I think that they're taking their anger out on the wrong people. We should be making reforms to the government, like strict term limits, like mandatory one term strict term limits for our state and our. For, for our state government and our Senate and our Congress, 
we sh our our um, Supreme Court justices they should have a term limit. There should be no oh you you get to sit there for life. Well, any federal judge that's any kind of court they they they're not voted in. Only like district courts are actually voted in. But if you're in a federal court. Once you get, uh, once you're into a federal court, you're there for life. I I know stories. Uh, there was one federal judge that would run naked on the highway at five o'clock in the morning every other week, and they would have to yeah, go in and. I don't know if it's. Him. I don't know if it's true, but there was supposedly one of them that was constantly naked under his robe and kept a prostitute in the back room. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> not at one. Well, I don't know if it's true or not. That that was a rumor that I nah, heard. I, there's a highly likely that it actually was. <laughs> they did a, they did a thing on uh, uh, Justified. They had a judge do that, so I'm I'm pretty sure it was real. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't fake. <laughs> but but. The, we we should be attempting to reform the system that everybody is malcontent with, rather than rioting and burning down. And well, they're trying to take. Okay, so far they've took took out Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima. Oh yeah, you didn't hear that. Like the syrup factory. Yeah, you didn't hear that. Uh uh. They 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 took away Aunt Jemima. They they're saying no. You can't have Aunt Jemima. Uncle Ben's next. Uh, even even collectible card games for nerds. Uh, uh, the, I used to play it. They're going uh, harshly on that. They're actually banning a lot of cards that promote uh, uh, servitude against uh, colors and everything, which it's ridiculous on that aspect. And people are just That's, letting... It, it, it's, it's a situation nobody knows what to do is... And it's a situation that just keeps on coming up every five or four years. And it's a situation that literally can be handled a little bit differently. Because what people are doing is... All they're doing is... Oh, I keep on... I'm stumbling on my words right now because I'm just... I'm upset well, because me personally, a I lot of people are just they just dang it I can't come up with the words on this because it's it it really is just ignorance the, yeah, and I can agree with that me personally I don't think anything is going to change until we make two steps one is fix our political situation and two is fix our culture because we've right now we've got a culture where hatred incites hatred yeah. you, you've got well, that is, I'm, I'm that not going to use black and white because I don't believe that we should be viewing people as the color of their skin. So I'm going to say we've got the big ears and the small ears. Yeah. And and the big ears are saying, okay, y'all have been discriminating against us because we have big ears and we don't trust you because y'all have been discriminating against us. I'm just filling up my big ears. <laughs> <laughs> and then the small ears are saying... Y'all are always acting crazy and not abiding by society because y'all don't trust us. What's really sad, though... And since y'all are acting out against us and we're acting out against you, we're going to continue to have this Romeo and Juliet feud going on. What's even worse than that is a lot of people are saying, it's like, oh, white people are racist against black It's like, no, no. You haven't even come up with the concept of racism until you... You check out the Asian community. <laughs> <laughs> Those motherfuckers are racist. <laughs> so many. I mean, you can put. There is a commercial for uh, laundry detergent, and <laughs> what it was. And this is Japanese culture. This is not our culture. Our culture. Someone would gotten offended. I was kind of... I knew what was going on. I was like, ooh, glad that doesn't show here. Well, I'm watching it here, so okay. What it was, <laughs> what it was is this, uh, uh, I guess, Japanese lady was doing laundry, and she had a boyfriend that was white, uh, black. 
and he, she put all the laundry in there. Then she dumped him in there, started the wash, pulled her boyfriend back out, and he was Asian. <laughs> so, so <laughs> if you think we have a problem with racism, look at other countries. You will find out we don't have a problem with racism. We have a. It's this big compared to the world, which is it this big. I mean, you're... Like I said, I don't really even think it should be called racism. I mean, do you really want to call other human beings different races of human beings? I, I, I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. It, it, we should be looking at each other as fellow human beings. And that should well, be here's the Well, here's the, the bad line. thing about that, though, is everybody wants their origina- uh, originality. And a lot of times, these originalities is so far off, like a person that believes that they're a freaking deer, and they're put into the safe, uh, safety and correlate, uh, safety and condonement on tw- uh, Twitch. Literally, this person thought they were a deer. Literally said on their videos, "Hey, I go outside and I go eat grass all the time." That kind of person shouldn't tell another person what is wrong with their videos and they should be canceled. Because that person, I mean, I'm all for freedom of speech, but there's a big difference between freedom of speech and mental health issues. I'm all for freedom of speech, but when somebody has mental health issues... That's another thing I think that would help if we adjusted, if we, we started fixing the system toward fixing mental health. Yeah, and a lot of people think that, hey, I can't get mental help. I, I can't get help because it's going to cost way too much. No, actually, there's organizations that do this stuff for free. Well, I'm not going to say for free, but I, I get my mental health through one of those organizations. And yeah, no, I probably couldn't be sitting here talking in front of the camera today if I wasn't at least somewhat medicated. I have very, very bad anxiety, like to the point where. Um, it wasn't as bad as long as I had a, a crutch to lean on in the past. And I honestly think us doing these videos has actually helped you a lot, too. Because you've been more outspoken when you're actually going out and talking to people. Well, I, that, that's something I've always made an effort to do, although depending on... A little out there at times, and I have to go, whoa, whoa, reel it back in a little <laughs> bit, Michael. Reel it back in. But yeah, we do have a mental health issue, especially right now, because... It, we're just now it we're just now over we're not over a pandemic we're still having a pandemic it's it's hitting its second big spike which shouldn't have happened for at least another two months according to most predictions honestly i'm i'm happy about it because a lot of people okay because of this this bigger spike a lot of people are actually seeing that because of this bigger spike, there's not really that much to worry about. Yes, this disease does not have a cure, and there's nothing to, to stop it. If you get it, you get it. You don't, you don't. And a lot of people need to get out in the sun. Well, the whole thing that would stop people from getting this disease and getting to the point to where it's very hurtful to them is literally going out into the sun, which gives you vitamin D. That actually will help you and your uh, with your health, and a lot of people are were told to stay home and not do anything, which is totally opposite. Would would actually help? Which I I knew this. I was like, well, that's not going to help. But another thing on this, you kind of have that combination of things. If the people had stayed home like they were supposed to, and worn proper face protection, then the virus would be less likely to spread. And would have eventually but you have, died okay. out due to lack of hosts. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm totally over this. Just one thing on this, though. On this, and we're over it. Most of the people that get this disease are asymptomatic. Basically, they don't even... They, they basically cure themselves of the disease so fast, it's not even, uh, not even funny. A lot of people... And there is a flip side of that. There's people out there that actually, when they get the disease, they have health problems like asthma and everything like that if you have asthma you shouldn't be going out for a little bit until this is going over or a suitable vaccine can be uh 
can be gotten. But that's it on that. Okay? Fair enough. The whole the whole thing on that was <coughs> people were told to stay in their house. People got cabin fever. And then everything started opening up a, a little bit. And then because the news didn't have the pandemic anymore to show off and because everybody was going off, they were like, oh, we have to have something else. Oh, this guy got arrested and everything like that. And he was killed because of this. If it happened to be... It, it wouldn't matter about the color or anything. It was still a horrible act. In my opinion, in, in my opinion, that whole situation could have been averted by just doing your job in a professional manner, which that guy didn't do. And that guy, actually, the cop, was known to be a bully type person. And he was somebody that, by all administrative purposes. And we've he had, should have already been removed from the force. What's really sad is, is we even had lots of people when we were working corrections. I had one guy, I almost took him outside and just beat the shit out of him because he was that bad of a person. Because I, I've seen it both on the police force and in corrections. I mean, yeah. you, you know, when, when you're working as an officer, you've got those officers that you have to pull aside and say, hey, you, you can't do that. Yeah. But what's bad is, is a lot of those officers. They gain rank because they're buddy buddies with somebody, or they they're a good conversationist. But you also they don't know how to talk to people, and they get confused on certain aspects. Because the best, honestly, the best officers that I've worked with were just officers that did their job. Hey, do this. We're gonna give you. We're gonna give you the same thing every time. We come to work. This is my job. I'm going to make sure that you stay alive. You get the stuff that you are allotted and needed. And I'm going to make sure that you are healthy. That's it. That's part of the job. That's all the job. I'm going to make sure every... Oh, and yeah. making sure everybody's there. Okay, correctional. When, when, when we were working in corrections, the best officers were the ones that did their job, like you said, met all of those conditions... And also took the time to make sure nobody was going over the fence. Because not only were we protecting the people inside the facility. Yeah, we were protecting ourselves. We were protecting the people outside the facility. Yeah, I had I had a lot of <laughs> I had a lot of inmates that respected me a little bit more because they were like, Hey, uh I'm feeling I have a problem. I was like, Well, we can get you, it's gonna take some time, but if you need to talk to a couple of talk to your inmates but Talk to the ones that are sane enough to actually listen to you so you, you can get some stuff off your chest so you don't go crazy. Because there was some inmates just like lighting <coughs> fires. Like there were some correctional <laughs> officers that just loved light, uh, lighting fires. Oh, hell, I was working with this uh, one female officer one day and I was out there and I think it was... The, was the, it a circus? The, the big circus one? circus did that all the time. That pissed, pissed me off. It did, the, the, not not the not the enclosed dorms, but the the big open one that we had. Yeah, uh, yeah I was out there working with one of the female officers, and she went in to, to count, and I had to get the other officer that went in there with her to come in and hold down the, so that I could go in there and fix some mess that she had started because she was fixing a brawl with one of those big old inmates. I'm talking, this guy was, I'm six foot tall, and, and he stood two foot taller than me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it felt like he stood two foot. He, he might have only been about seven foot, but still, he was big. <laughs> One of those guys that bangs his head as he walks through the door if he doesn't duck. Yeah. And and, and built like a, <laughs> a linebacker. <laughs> and, and she was shorter than me by about a foot, and she was in there about ready to start smackdown with him. Yeah. Talk about a mouse trying to fight a freaking elephant. I really did not know. I, I had to, to just say, hey, I'll deal with this. You go back to counting. And then I sit down and I talk with the inmate. And she had said something to him that, you know, by all right, no human being should say to another. No. All because he was trying to go get a drink of water, which I pointed out to him, you know, we are technically on count time. You don't need to be going to the water fountain right now. You should be doing what you're supposed to be doing. 
So, yeah, maybe the person there was you know slightly in the wrong for thinking, oh, he can push around a female officer. But on the same token, you know, some of the stuff she said to him, she had no business saying. Yeah. If she would have handled it just slightly differently, I'm sure he would have just gone back to his bed and left. Well, I had, I had, I had an officer, and after that day, she ended up not working anymore. I don't know why. I had, oh man, she went in. She said one of the in, uh, one of the inmates were uh, uh, threatening her. So, like always, they put them in the uh, segregated building. Uh, well, I go in to do my count. No, she was no, she was actually doing her count. She did her count. She's banging on the freaking thing, screaming at me. Get down here. Get it. Get the sergeant. Get the sergeant. I was like, okay, get the sergeant. Hey, uh, we have a problem here at cell. Blah blah blah. Uh, I need assistance. Had him come in really fast. Opened up both the doors. Got him. Uh, in there and we had to pull that guy out because apparently that guy was the boyfriend of the person they sent to uh, segregation and he had wrote in his own blood on the wall his boyfriend's initials and his initials with a heart apparently it was pretty bad and we went in there and I got her back up in the thing and my sergeant literally told me it's like do not let her on that floor ever again she is not on the floor. Well, she, after that, she was fired, or she quit. I don't know what, but she couldn't handle that. And it was, it was stupid. It was just stupid stuff. Have I had to yell at inmates? Yes. In a situation that I don't even want to talk about on certain instances. <laughs> uh, but you know, I can honestly say I have never had to yell at them. I think they were more afraid of me. When I lowered my voice to the point where I couldn't hear myself. Oh, yeah, I do that all the time, too. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I think we fucked up. I'm pretty sure we fucked up. But it, but we've, we've... Corrections is almost like the police department, except we don't get guns. All we get is, like, uh, CS gas. And we have to deal with the same instances of... Uh, well, protect basically you're protecting inmates from other inmates you're basically a cop on a beat in a cell no see and, and and I've worked as a peace officer and a correctional officer you've worked as a correctional officer and in the military yeah almost all three of those fields have very similar aspects you have training that you're supposed to follow yeah, and in a lot well, of that's cases, another that's another that's another case point is a lot of uh, countries they get maybe about two years. I think I think ours in this town is I think it's about a year and a half for training of uh, being uh, a law. Uh, I don't know. I forget what they call it. Uh, I know it's a lawman, but it's basically like a, it's a. It, any 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 form of the state I got my peace officer training in that's what it was called it was a peace officer yeah but it's more or less like there's some places that don't, uh, there's some jobs they do and they only get like six months training but there's uh, some places that there's some countries that do almost two years to train uh to become I, a, uh, I officer. got almost a full year, and, and it was literally 10-hour days where you wake up in the morning, you're all living in the dormitory, you wake up in the morning, you go to your happy ass downstairs, and you fall in for PT, and then you do a half hour of PT, Whoa. and then you do a half hour of uh, ground combat grapple training kind yeah. of thing, and then we would spend the rest of our time in written... And legal courses. Yeah. And, and that, that was the most boring time in the world where you literally had to sit there and memorize and understand the law. Yeah. You, you were not just being trained, okay, see the criminal, deal with the criminal. No, you were being taught what is legal and what isn't legal. 
what the different cases concerning the legalities of those are, how those different cases affected the way that the the way to handle each different situation. Yeah. It it was really complex. It such to the point that, you know, I mean, they have I think it's I think in our town, I know sheriff's department you have a year of training uh to go on, on the road even a, a year uh a couple of uh, a couple of times to be be a jailer but you're it's a year of training and then you got a, another 6 months tacked onto that for OJT or i could be wrong it would just be a whole year and half of its uh training and half of its uh OJT that sounds more right cuz you know after we had almost a year of 10 hour days then we had another 3 months of OJT yeah. when i was being a peace officer in the other state and if, and hands down if you have a horrible officer that's training you that says this is okay this is okay yeah you're going to spawn out another uh set of officers that are pieces of shit well the way the way we went through it by the time you came out of your Almost a year's worth of training. It wasn't quite a full year's worth of training, but by the time you came out of that basic boot camp, you knew the law well enough that if you got stuck with an officer who was breaking the rules, you knew they were breaking the rules. Yeah. Which. It's more, in my opinion, though, it's more or less, no matter what, uh, career path you go out in life you're always going to have a job to where A is getting away with a lot of stuff because he is literally buddied up with this guy who is actually a good good guy but he's buddied up with them so they let him do a lot of stuff I call it the good old boy uh, syndrome and a lot of the times when you have the good old boy syndrome uh, in any, any, any kind of job uh, officers is a lot more in depth because you're literally watching each other's back to make sure they don't die. Or in the military, you're in combat with another person, and that other person, hey, he saved my life, so he's a good guy, and he could be utter, utter trash. Dirt. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> But not worthy of the gum that is stuck on your shoe. <laughs> yeah. But that's what a lot of they want to get people want to get so offended about all this stuff that's happening. I hate to tell people this, but it's part of life. And to say, oh, we have to do this because this is this and this is. I was like, why don't you just calm down, wait a couple of weeks, then realize that this stuff doesn't matter. Well, now there's stuff that needs to be changed. Like in a heart, in a, in a heartbeat, taking away Aunt Jemima's freaking stupid, taking away Elmer Fudd's gun because now he's using a sickle. I'm like, wait a minute, isn't a sickle gonna cause? Well, a shotgun would cause a lot of harm, but you know, still, how the heck do you hunt a rabbit with a sickle? I don't know. I I stopped caring after I heard the stuff there. They're trying to do this PC culture really hardcore right now. But I hate to tell you this right now is you give it... Okay, world event or country events, what I consider world events. And this is my opinion, but it's sometimes it seems right. After probably about a month and a half, approximately like six weeks... All this stuff is going to be shoved over the table. Nobody's going to care about it. A uh, lot of the stuff that has happened, and nobody's taking note. Like, it is now illegal to fire a person that's in the uh, homosexual community. That whole L- LGB plus whatever, TP plus whatever. And in my opinion, that's actually a good stepping stone. To us being better people, but it, it's one of those things. Is it shouldn't happen anyways? But now we have a law. Well, and and that, that thing was so that, many different ways that could backfire. It, a lot of stuff can backfire. 
That's that's hey. one of my arguments against a lot of this stuff. And you know, when I say that hate breeds hate, you you can't go around scared for your life and hating on other people because somebody in your past has has experienced hatred. It's kind of like saying, okay, this young girl's grandma got taken advantage of before this girl ever came about. And because that happened, this young girl's grandma told this young girl's mom, and this young girl's mom told this young girl, well, you always have to watch out for men. Men are men are horrible. Men are, men are bad. You, you got to take it from me because I know from experience. So now, whenever this girl is out, she's got a can of mace, and she's spraying all men that she sees because men are horrible and men are bad. Yeah. Now, would would I say that what what I call that victim is that that's not victim blaming to say that the person's the person macing innocent people because they feel threatened by them because of something that happened to their grandma. Well, is there's wrong. a there's a situation in Russia where this lady was literally pouring uh, water bleach on men's crotches that were doing uh, men's. Uh, wasn't mansplaining, it was mansplaining. Manspreading. Manspreading, yeah. And there, there, I saw one that this feminist that was in this, I, I call it a hate group. It was a feminist hate group. And what she was saying is a man that farts loudly is trying to dominate a woman because, well, you know, sometimes you gotta get, let that gas go. And I've, I've heard women that, they, they, Rove some stuff out that sounds like a freight train and a, a blowhorn for uh, uh, a lighthouse. You can hear that son of a bitch from miles. I thought I thought a loud fart just meant you haven't uh, haven't had any problems with the uh... <laughs> dude. My grandma, my grandmother, one time uh, farted and I don't know what happened. I think there was a big train or something like that so the whole house shook and she farted I was like oh my god it's the big one my mom was so pissed off because we were trying to sleep at like one o'clock in the morning <laughs> and we were all dead laughing our butts off because <laughs> it, it felt like the big one <laughs> anyways you know there are a lot of those situations that this comes down to where I think culture as a whole needs to come together more. Yes, I understand the, you know, the need for diversity, the need to be slightly different than everybody else, the need to be yourself. Well, it comes, it, really... comes back, it comes back to good parenting, too, because I've also seen uh, two uh, black kids bullying a little white girl because she was different and everything and if I guarantee if you actually look back it was actually the parents are probably doing that because kids usually don't I've I've had when I was a kid I had friends that were black Asian all kind of uh, different well, col uh, colors and spectrums I, and everything I can't I can't help but say it but I grew up in a white trash community yeah well I grew up on an air force base so I had no choice and I was I can't really say I had a choice either. I mean, it wasn't really. Well, a we white... really don't have choices of where we live when it, we're younger. It wasn't really a white trash community, but it's about as close as you want to put it because you know, even though we lived in a house, we had a trailer park down the road this way. We had a trailer park down the road this way. We had a trailer park down the road this way. We were literally situated in between massive amounts of trailer parks. Those are the people I grew up around, and those are the people that. In a lot of situations, you they, they end up calling them white trash. Now, me, I can't really say that I can call them, them that. But, you know, not this trailer park, but there was a group of houses down over here that was a black community. I was friends with some of them. But there was another segment of that black community that discriminated heavily against white people. I mean, practically ready to spit on you if you got close enough. Just because you were of a different color. And even though because I grew up with people, I generally tried not to see the color. And that's what I'm this is what I'm the point I'm trying to get across whenever I talk to people is, you know, we shouldn't see people and say, Oh, there's a black person or there's a white person, there's a black community or there's a white community. 
we should more look at it as you know these are communities and these communities are, are either in one of several economic states because in all reality the community I lived in was on a lower side of the economic state hence the trailer parks all around yeah. and then you've got other communities where they've all got big houses and large lawns and a, a fancy car in the garage I guarantee you don't see much discrimination or bias amongst the people in that community but the minute you have somebody move into that community that's outside of what they're familiar with that's when you see it yeah and I think that that's where we need to start focusing our efforts toward is not oh colors that's no worse than pointy ears and round ears there okay and situations too is there's there is lot if you actually do a little bit of more of a history lesson on uh, a lot of different things that you would never know because there was actually uh, a, a white KKK member that got with a black woman uh, that was trying to better their school districts and eventually that a uh, white person that was in the KKK shunned the KKK and he got beat up and everything because his thoughts were different now because he actually saw hey we shouldn't be fighting each other we should be fighting for our kids we should be fighting for we should be fighting a better a better lifestyle instead of the stuff that we got we and should they were be best friends for like against years the discrimination that happens across multiple different levels, not just, oh, I'm big ears and I'm small ears. No, it, it, we should be fighting against societal discrimination on a whole. Like slavery, and uh, that actually still happens. Or, uh, or, or death on a, uh, a person that believes that they want... they, If a person that wants to have sexual relationships with another of the same sex they shouldn't be discriminated to the point and there's there's certain countries that they will flat out kill you stone you to death no they'll they'll chop off your head too well yeah they'll do that but in a lot of those communities it becomes a community thing where they literally throw them out in the street and throw stones at them and what a lot of people don't understand is we have it way better than most countries but they don't see that because they don't see that country. They just see there's... You you see here where a person that's been around the world and studies uh, worldly stuff, you have a vast knowledge of how other people are. You are here. You're small and significant compared to the rest of the world and what the rest of the world has and can be I mean right now nobody there's not a lot of people that are talking about India and China almost going to war I mean they did they weren't allowed to have like guns and stuff like that but they just beat the shit out of each other I think Indian called up that they had 20 people that died China won't tell you anything but that that's a possibility that might be happening right now is China's gonna go to war with India yeah, you know, I'm I'm looking at the world events in, in today's current society and thinking, there's a lot of things that we could do to fix the problems if we would work together instead of making this all about, as I'm going to continue to say it, big ears and small ears. Yeah. If we would work together, there are a lot of problems we could fix. Governmental problems, societal problems, poor versus rich problems. Which right now we have... We don't have poor versus rich. What we have is poor versus middle class. Well, the super rich, people are trying to go against them because they have way more money than, and they're not sharing. And then, uh, I hate to say this. You don't deserve a fucking uh, participation trophy. I'm not saying that. I'm saying everybody wants to whine about oh we need to raise the minimum wage well in my opinion raising the minimum wage only takes the minimum class down to the lower class yeah you're basically making more people want to be rich 
because they're poor now. But Which, that's what's actually happening. But in reality, what we need to be doing is trying to get rid of certain things that make the problems for those social groups. In other words, like we're going to take insurance, for example. Because insurance was instituted as a non-profit during one of our president's reigns, after that happened and, and insurance companies became able to to make profit off of providing health insurance. But you also they, got to look at the administrations of the hospitals. That's that what taking... I was getting to. They then thereby lobbied the hospitals saying, we should get a discount. We're providing blah, blah, blah. We should get a discount so we can make money. And since the hospital says, yeah, but we're only charging, say, 10% over what, what it costs us, why can how, can how the hell can we give you a discount? And then somehow or another, it got worked out. Now, I don't have the full story, y'all. I'd have to do some research to, to prove me wrong on this one if I'm wrong. But I'm relatively certain that, you know, the basic of my story is correct here with what little research I've done. Anyways... The the hospitals and the insurance companies then worked out a, a, an agreement where the hospitals would raise their price and then the insurance companies would get a discount off of that raised price. Now, what nobody realizes is, is anybody that goes in without insurance or anybody who can't afford to cover or anybody whose insurance doesn't cover the full up to where the hospital wants covered has to cover the rest themselves. Yeah, 25 bucks for a box of gloves that I can get Literally, bring your own gloves to a hospital. That's all I'm saying. Because you can buy a box. What does a box of gloves cost? Like three bucks? Three bucks. Yeah. Five bucks if you get the really good ones. Yeah. No, it was ten bucks if we got the really, really good ones. Well, yeah, the really, really good ones. <laughs> yeah. But we ended up. We ended up. Because <coughs> I, 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 if you actually look at how much they're actually charging you for what stuff, it's ridiculous. Because. An IV, all it really is... Okay, you have to have somebody that's skilled to get an uh, IV in you. I'm not dogging that. That part, I understand. Now, paying 50 bucks for a a bottle of water, basically, that's what an IV is. It has a little bit... Okay, yes, it has a lot of minerals and chemicals in it and everything like that, yes. But it's basically water, saline. Well, 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 I can understand. Because, you know... Quite frankly, we're talking about something that by the time you're done processing it, packaging it, making sure it's sterile, all of the people who had to handle it to get it to you, the lowest cost they can afford to give it to you is $30. So $50 for an IV is, is close to reasonable. Yeah, but 25 bucks for a box of freaking gloves is ridiculous. 25 bucks. But, you know, most of the hospital visits I've been to, it hasn't been... 50 bucks for an IV. One, though the one or two times I've had to deal with it, I got charged almost $300 for an attempted IV. What? Damn. Yeah, I'll explain that one. My daughter was very, very sick and dehydrated. So we took her into the hospital. Well, the doctors realized immediately that she had a virus and she was dehydrated we needed to get fluids into her so they took her back and I went with her because I just didn't feel right about the guy and I watched the phlebotomist try twice and then I watched the anesthesiologist try three times no 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 prior military I've already seen that I've actually had a person that was addicted to heroin have to do his own freaking uh, vein because the guy that was doing the veins was utterly well it's it's one thing for the nurse to not be able to hit it. And on the second try, I stopped her and I said, no, get somebody trained in here. The anesthesiologist, the person who went to who knows how long of training to be able to do this, could not hit my daughter's veins. At which point I said, screw this, you're not getting another try. You're going to be responsible. I says, look, you get me two bottles of Gatorade and a syringe. I will make sure she is hydrated before the end of the night. And I sat there for the rest of that night, giving my daughter drops of Gatorade with a syringe. Yeah. Orally. Every 
few little bits until the doctors gave me the it's all clear to leave the hospital. Yeah. But I guess we can end it on that note, though. It's yeah, I, I can agree. I mean, it's it's just us basically saying there's a lot of things in society that we need to work on, and until we put our heads together and work as one. We're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, it, it's one of those situations. We could probably go on for like three to four or five hours on this kind of subject because we're never going to be right and we're never going to be wrong. But just have an open mind, people. And hear people out. Just because they actually have a different opinion doesn't mean they're bad people. And this goings a lot and just care about each other. And maybe we can actually overcome this stupid situation better the world. Uh, uh, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I'm David Dickerman. I'm Michael Moffitt. And this is Anger Me Productions. Thank you for watching. <laughs>